the city of Providencialis. Here is tonight's Nations Report with Zoya Fessler. It's Friday. The weekend is here again. A long weekend at that, May 26, 2023. Here's a look at today's headlines. Louise Garland Thomas High School hosts third career fair. Jamaica to ban plastic lunchboxes. Customer service training held in Grenada. Japan continues to assist war-stricken Ukraine. Legendary Tina Turner dies at 83. Your sports news and the weather forecast to wrap up. Join me for those stories and more. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Nation Station 89.1 FM. I don't think I need an introduction. However, I am Soya Fassler. Environmental Health Department conducted a two-day exercise which commenced Wednesday the 24th of May at the Providenciales Landfill site. The department is spearheading this exercise in collaboration with Caribbean Development Bank or CDB consultants, assistance from A&J Contractor and the TCI Fire Department. This exercise is part of the Integrated Solid Waste Management Project to strengthen and improve the management of the solid waste sector in the TCI. As a part of this initiative, the elimination of existing active hotspots at the Providenciales landfill site is critical to the health and well-being of the neighboring community. Now on Tuesday, May 23rd, the Turks and Caicos Islands government held a signing ceremony to officially reinstate its joint law enforcement group, or JLEG. The re-establishment of the Joint Law Enforcement Group JLEG, led by the Royal Turks and Caicos Islands Police Force, is critical in coordinating and strengthening an effective multi-agency working partnership between key law enforcement agencies, partners and stakeholders across the islands, regionally and internationally. This is supported by mandates issued by the Turks and Caicos Islands National Security Council. The Memorandum of Understanding signed on Tuesday signifies the re-establishment of the JLEG as the oversight body in support of a multi-agency operational compliance task force to take active steps to enforce existing TCI laws relative to participating agencies for the deployment of resources inland and the protection of the borders of the TCI. Commenting on the re-establishment of JLEG, Acting Governor Her Excellency Anya Williams stated, quote, Working alongside the National Security Council, the aim and objective of JLEG will be to develop strategies to detect, prevent, interdict, disrupt, dismantle, and to deter criminal activities through coordinated intelligence-led operations with partner agencies, which is critical in addressing our national security concerns, end quote. And last week, we joined the wider world in celebrating our nurses. And as part of Nurses Week, the Turks and Caicos Islands hosted their second annual Nurses Awards. Chief Nursing Officer for the Turks and Caicos Islands, Jacqueline Sutton, said that the Nurse of the Year Award takes place in many countries across the world and so deemed it fitting to get together with other nurses to come up with such an event with the hope that it becomes institutionalized. Okay, so um, the Year of the Nurse Award is really uh, an event that takes place in many countries throughout the world and even in our own Caribbean region. 
but we have never had one here in the Turks and Caicos Islands. And so I thought it only fitting to um, get together with some of the nursing supervisors to discuss the idea, and they thought it was a very good idea for us to implement here in Turks and Caicos, and we hope that it would become institutionalized, you know. So annually, we would recognize the hard work that our nurses are doing here in Turks and Caicos. Last year, we um, recognized our retired nurses, and we really paid homage to our retired nurses last year. And so this year, we are recognizing those who are in active service, you know, in terms of our nurse of the year, our clinical nurse of the year, our uh, client care assistants, and as you would have seen, the dental nurses came on board, and hopefully next year we would have more um, nurses who would also come together and work with us. Carol Frith walked away with the title of Most Outstanding Client Care Assistant of the Year, while Shakita Mizek was voted Most Outstanding Clinical Nurse Nursing Assistant of the Year. Narissa St. Bernard, Senior Nurse at the Bottle Creek Clinic in North Caicos, was voted Nurse of the Year at the second annual Nurses Awards presentation held at the Atrium Resort on Thursday, May 11th. St. Bernard, a 12-year veteran, told the media that she finds joy in helping those who need help. What inspired you to become a nurse? I'm a third generation nurse, so it's kind of in my blood. <laughs> but just seeing um, that, that people need help, that other people need other people regardless of where they are in life. And I'm deciding, okay, I'm going to be that person that you need. So it's just, it's just part of me, I guess. And how do you feel about receiving that honor tonight of Nurse of the Year? I like how you said it, it was an honor. It was a shock and it was an honor. But um, I believe it was, I guess it was deserved. Um, it's our profession to be humble. It's another thing to be humble and not be seen. It's always in the background. But to be recognized, it does make me feel that I'm, I have value to this team, or the primary health care um, team in, in Turks and Caicos, and that I am looking forward to seeing how the next year comes around and if I can be of more service. We know that the period of COVID-19, like for so many caregivers worldwide, was a depressing and challenging time. St. Bernard expressed how difficult it really was. So whenever I talk about COVID, I almost I kind of cry when I talk about COVID because I am not from here. I am the only one of my kind that lives in Turks and Caicos. And being stuck here while trying to, you know, make sure that no one else dies on my watch and still thinking of the people at home and my family abroad and at, in my country, Grenada, it kind of made me, at times I, would, I was depressed and I was sad, like everybody else, you know. But I tried my best to every single day wake up and think, okay, I have patients to serve. I have this person depending on me. These patients who are my neighbors are depending on me to save them. And that's kind of how I kept pushing through. And I'm so glad it's no longer a problem. <laughs> I'm so glad that we're over COVID. But um, 2020-2022 was trying for any nurse in any, in any, any part of the world. CEO for the Turks and Caicos Islands Hospitals, Dr. Denise Brathwaite-Tennant, was also in attendance congratulating and encouraging the staff that are not always recognized. She describes the importance of events like these and how COVID-19 affected nurses in the TCI. The nurses form the backbone truly of our healthcare system and it is very important that we recognize them for the work that they do. In life we would hope that every time, every moment, we deliver care to people that there's a thank you coming back. And we don't necessarily do it for the thank you. 
but it has shown that the more you recognize people for what they are doing and make them feel valued, the better they are in delivering care and the better they are at enhancing the patient experience. So it's very important to recognize nurses. And it's important to recognize nurses to recognize the integral role that they play in the Turks and Caicos Islands. Tonight, I mentioned to people, and it's really factual, that if the healthcare system didn't pull together, if nurses, doctors, Ministry of Health, TCI Hospital, private sector didn't pull together and combat the COVID-19 and stabilize things so we can open our borders, we would have suffered a significant economic impact. Healthcare workers are true superheroes and we must continue to thank them and recognize them for the hard work in which they do. Now, third-form students from across the Turks and Caicos Islands attended the third annual Louise Garland Thomas High School Career Fair, telling reporters that the event, for the most part, has helped them to decide a career path. For the first time in its three-year staging, the event was held on the school grounds, having laid a synthetic turf along a wide section of the compound. So today we are staging our third annual career fair. And for the first time, it is at the school's location on our new turf. So, um, so it's a third annual career day. So this year, um, other than the location, um, this year we are seeing more of a more hands-on approach. For example, the survey that I'm mapping for the first time, um, the live demonstration with the, zoo, um, with the drone. Um, we're seeing for the first time environment and coastal departments. Um, we are seeing for the first time as well as the regimen, as well as um, different um, technical areas such as the mechanic and the welders. The students came from the Marjorie Baston High School in South Caicos, the Raymond Gardner High in North Caicos, and Maranatha Academy in Providenciales, saying they were thrilled with the number of career opportunities presented to them. Tell us a bit about why an event like this is so important in terms of helping children choose their career. Um, I would say it's important because sometimes kids question what career they want to take and seeing people that are in the careers, different careers, and telling them about their experience, they would want to know more. Like me, I'm, I was not interested into police forces and seeing how they talk about how the works are in forensic science, I'm now interested. So it is good so kids can see, so they don't have to question it so much, see what they do, question the inquire more. So I feel like it's a good event. It's a good event. They will help me to know like what I will want to do and how like during the future how I um I'll work from there. It helps me in choosing the career because it gives me the idea of how the career choice will be like. I think it's very helpful to individuals who came here today. Yes, I think that this was a well, that it was well constructed and it was a great idea to have this because no students and children from different schools can learn from to like pick what they want to do, what career they want to take, and the different industries. So like we have different industries talking about what this is about, and I think that's really good. So it's actually very good because so the ones we went to, we went to two already. We went to the police section, where showed us with drugs and all of that, and trying to get us back 
on the right path. So I feel like that's very good for the students. Like some, you know, some students going down the wrong path, and yeah. And I feel like it's very good to do more stuff like this throughout the islands in Turkey and Caicos. The event was represented by both the private and public sector with a myriad of hospitality professions, the different elements of the construction field, the various medical professions, mechanics, welding, law enforcement, inclusive of the police, and the Attorney General Chambers, as well as the TCI Regiment. The event also had a guest speaker, one of the youngest human resource professionals in the country, Jody Ann Pratt, the human resource manager for the Ritz-Carlton Turks and Caicos, reminding the students that the decisions they make now can affect them in the next 20 years, imploring they make wise and informed decisions about their social and professional lives. And on the 5th of May, as we know, is celebrated as a Mexican holiday translated as Cinco de Mayo. One business establishment in the Turks and Caicos Islands, Somewhere Cafe and Lounge, this year, decided that with this year's festivities, they will donate back to the community. First annual Cinco de Mayo uh, weekend, we teamed up with the wine cellar in order to raise some funds for in support of the youth center and we managed to raise $10,000. The Edward Gartland Youth Center is a safe haven for the youth of the TCI, where they can have a secluded space to do their homework, join in a number of clubs, learning new skills, and of course interacting with their age groups and making new friends. Charvis Ferguson, program manager at the Youth Center, talked about how the recent donation will enhance the work of the facility. Well, we have a plethora of clubs for and programs here at the Youth Center, so Every donation um, is a benefit to us. We'll be able to allow more children to attend the youth center free of cost and provide more opportunities for them for empowerment through all of these wonderful donations that we get. Thank you so much to Summer Cafe, and we're very appreciative. We must continue to be our brother's keeper and support initiatives that give back to worthy causes and make a difference in our communities. And while the Turks and Caicos has seen some of the highest room rates in the Caribbean since the pandemic, one resort has the best of both worlds, a location in the heart of Grace Bay and the best value in Providenciales. According to a Caribbean Journal report, this is the Ports of Call Resort, a 100-room resort that feels like a boutique hotel, one that is right in the middle of all the action in Grace Bay, but still retains an enjoyable degree of serenity. The resort recently completed a $2 million renovation. 70 of the 100 rooms were redesigned with contemporary high-end furnishings. The pool is now heated and the breakfast area has been completely refurbished. That comes just after an earlier project completed in late 2021, which included new tiling for the resort grounds, new mahogany doors, and a resurfaced pool. We congratulate the team at Ports of Call Resort on their accolade. And just a reminder, the Q-Town Farmers Market will be held on Saturday, May 27th from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. with a new item being sold, and that is Callaloo. Head on down early as items do sell out quickly, eat healthier, and support local. That was a look at your local news. Regional is up next.
A ban will be imposed on the use of plastic lunchboxes effective December 31, 2023, as the Jamaican government's efforts continue to shift to more sustainable options. The elimination of lunchboxes will represent an extension of the existing ban on single-use plastic items, which was implemented in 2019. The government wants recycled paper-based solutions as lunchboxes. To help alleviate some of the solid waste issues affecting Jamaica, the ban will also include personal care products that have microplastics inside them. Some variants of deodorants and facial soaps that have plastic beads in them that are deteriorous to human and marine health. There is no sewage-based system on earth that would extract these plastic beads before they are put out into the environment. And the Pure Grenada Excellence Champion customer service training created by the Grenada Tourism Authority and facilitated by renowned human resource consultant Eddie Frederick has now successfully supported more than 500 individuals in the hospitality industry. On mainland Grenada, the Pure Grenada Excellence Champion training sessions facilitated various groups which included the Grand Ants Craft and Spice Market operators, taxi and tour operators, as well as staff from the Ministry of Tourism and the Grenada Tourism Authority. The students will benefit from an immersive training experience designed to empower and sensitize on a wide range of topics. These will include customer service excellence, communication skills, cultural sensitivity, and sustainable hospitality best practices that will aid in delivering exceptional service as part of their workforce preparation and capacity building. The training sessions are free of charge and will be hosted every first and third week of June and July. That wraps up Regional News. World News is up next. Japan held a ceremony on Wednesday marking its planned donation of about 100 military vehicles to Ukraine as Tokyo seeks to provide equipment that can be of broader military use than its earlier shipments of helmets and hazmat suits. The donation, which also includes 30,000 food rations, comes as Japan's government is seeking to ease its military equipment transfer policy under a new national security policy, which allows its military a greater offensive role in a major break from its post-World War II self-defense-only principle. While other countries have provided Ukraine with tanks, missiles, and fighter jets, Japan has limited its donations to non-lethal equipment because the transfer policy prohibits the provision of lethal weapons to countries at war. Japan has provided Ukraine with bulletproof vests, helmets, gas masks, hazmat suits, small drones and food rations since Russia's invasion began last year. Japan has also offered to treat injured Ukrainian soldiers at a Japanese military hospital. Tokyo has joined the United States and European nations in sanctioning Russia over its invasion and in providing humanitarian and economic support for Ukraine. Japan has contributed more than $7 billion to Ukraine. It has also accepted more than 2,000 displaced Ukrainians and helped them with housing and support for jobs and education, a rare move in a country known for its strict immigration policy. And legendary singer Tina Turner, known for her sultry voice and a string of platinum hits, has died at her home in Switzerland at the age of 83. 
Turner became one of her era's most enduring female artists with smash hits like What's Love Got to Do With It and memorable movie appearances. Rolling Stone once named her one of the greatest singers of all time. Born Anna Mae Bullock on November 26, 1939, in Tennessee, Turner began performing at a young age. As a teenager, she immersed herself in the local rhythm and blues scene. In 1956, she met Ike Turner from the band Kings of Rhythm and became part of their act under the stage name Tina Turner. Tina and Ike Turner married in Mexico in 1962, just two years after the birth of their son, Ronnie. Turner divorced Ike in 1978, alleging years of physical abuse and infidelity. In 2018, she received the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. Turner is survived by her children, Raymond Craig, whom she shared with Raymond Hill, and Ronnie Turner, whom she shared with Ike. She is also survived by her stepsons, Ike Turner Jr. and Michael Turner, who she adopted from her ex-husband. She will be greatly missed worldwide. May her soul Rest in peace. And famous rapper Fetty Wap was sentenced Wednesday to six years in prison for his role in a drug trafficking conspiracy that blanketed parts of Long Island and New Jersey in cocaine, heroin, and fentanyl. Prosecutors said the 31-year-old hip-hop star, whose real name is Willie Jr. Maxwell II, was a kilogram-level redistributor for the drug trafficking organization. The drugs were obtained from the West Coast and brought to the East, either through the mail or by drivers with hidden vehicle compartments to transport the drugs to Suffolk County, New York, where they were stored. The drugs were then distributed to dealers who sold them on Long Island and in New Jersey. The rapper pled guilty in August in a New York federal court to conspiracy to distribute and possess controlled substances. Maxwell was arrested on October 28, 2021, during the Rolling Loud Music Festival in Queens, New York, on charges stemming from the drug trafficking conspiracy. He was charged along with five others. Former corrections officer Anthony Sint was sentenced in March to 72 months for his role in the conspiracy. The remaining four defendants have pled guilty and are awaiting sentencing. That wraps up news around the world. Sports is up next. NBA News, the Phoenix Suns are advancing four candidates to a final round of interviews this week, including two NBA championship coaches, Nick Nurse and Doc Rivers. Nurse and Rivers will meet with senior leadership along with two rising stars in the coaching profession, Suns associate head coach Kevin Young and Sacramento's Kings associate head coach Jordy Fernandez. Nurse has emerged as a prominent candidate in the Suns and Milwaukee Bucks coaching searches. Nurse is one of three finalists in Milwaukee, including Golden State associate head coach Kenny Atkinson and Toronto assistant Adrian Griffin. The Suns are pursuing a successor to ex-coach Monty Williams, who was fired after the Suns lost in the Western Conference semifinals to the eventual conference champions, the Denver Nuggets. 
The Suns are pitching a job that includes two of the league's best players, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Nurse's five seasons as Toronto's coach included an NBA title in 2019, an NBA Coach of the Year award in 2020, and a 227-163 record. Rivers delivered a 154-82 record in his three seasons, including 54 victories in 2022-2023, the franchise's most since 2000-2001. The Sixers were one of the three teams in the top 10 in both offensive and defensive efficiency. Rivers has had 16 straight winning seasons as a head coach. And over in the NFL, Denver Broncos kicker Brandon McManus, the last remaining player from the team's Super Bowl 50 champion squad, was released by the team on Tuesday. McManus announced the move on social media, which was followed a short time later by the team's official announcement. After years of turnover throughout the roster and on the coaching staff since the organization's third Super Bowl win to close out the 2015 season, 31-year-old McManus, he will turn 32 in late July, was the only player left on the roster who played on that team. That playoff run might have also been the height of McManus's time with the Broncos as he went 10 of 10 in field goal attempts over the three postseason games, including 5 of 5 in attempts over 40 more yards. He was 3 of 3 in field goal attempts in the Broncos' 24-10 win over the Carolina Panthers in Super Bowl 50. Since that title game win, the Broncos have not made the playoffs over the past seven years. McManus had two years remaining on a four-year extension he signed in 2020 and was scheduled to count $4.98 million against the salary cap. McManus is an NFL Players Association vice president and a member of the organization's executive board. His project, McManus Foundation, has been active in the Denver community in his time with the team. That was a quick look at sports. The weather forecast is up next. Friday conditions, a mix of clouds and sunshine, highs around 85 degrees and lows of 81. Winds are coming from the southeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Over the weekend, Saturday and Sunday are basically forecasting the same conditions, partly cloudy skies with sunshine, highs of 84 degrees and lows of 80, less than 20% chance of showers expected, winds coming from the southeast and 5 to 10 miles per hour. And just a reminder, although the Atlantic hurricane season is predicting to be a calmer one than usual, we must still be prepared. Hurricane season begins in six days, June 1st to November 30th. That wraps up our weather forecast. Recapping the news for today, Louise Garland Thomas High School hosts third career fair. Jamaica to ban plastic lunch boxes. Customer service training held in Grenada. Japan continues to assist war-stricken Ukraine. Legendary Tina Turner dies at 83. Thank you all so much for joining me here on RTC 89.1 FM. If you missed today's presentation, you can always visit our website at www.rtc89fm.com or download the RTC app in the Google Play Store. Have a wonderful holiday weekend. Stay safe. I am Soya Fassler. Join us again on Monday at 6 p.m. for another edition of The Nation's Report.